Shall we read a poem from a light in the attic? Hello, Paul, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. Uh, shall we kick this pig? Kicking pigs isn't very nice. I haven't had the pleasure. Oh my god. Russ. I have many fond memories associated with this great state fair of Texas. Okay, for a minute I thought you were going to say you have many fond memories of kicking pigs, but you also just said you never had the pleasure. It's funny to think back and realize how many of those memories are pig-based. Now, the great state fair of Texas is, well, held in Dallas every year, and it's uh, a place where you go and get fried food and try to win stuffed animals and look at hot tubs for whatever reason. I love the carnival atmosphere. So I had like a routine that I would do every year I went, or every year that I could. And every now and again, I'd come across something new and wonderful. And one year, it was the piglet races. Okay, is this as described? They line up a bunch of piglets in four little chutes and let them go. And then they run around a little track. And Lauren, guess what they're racing for? Uh, an apple? They get an Oreo. <laughs> they are so excited, but only the winner gets the Oreo. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, I never thought of feeding pigs the Oreos, but they will eat just about anything. And directly outside of that was the largest pig at the fair. So every year there would be this enormous pig. And I swear this thing was the size of a smart car. And I assume it was the same pig every year. One would assume, but I don't know how long pigs live, and I went for a very long time. So at least for some number of years, it was the same pig. Undoubtedly. So that is my experience having never kicked pigs. Uh, I don't have much experience with pigs at all. I did see them at the fair sometimes, but we didn't have pig races or anything. You just go That's up great. to the pens and be like, yep, there's a pig. As I age, I'm realizing that I'm telling stories more and more like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> oh no, I hope I'm not doing that. Just take hold of whatever little element floats by, and now I'm going to opine about that for 35... Well, I guess that's what people on like TikTok do, too, but they're just you know in their cars. We're doing a podcast. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just opine about things for half an hour. Yeah, just why are they in their cars? I guess probably because they have families and they need a private moment. Hmm. <laughs> I feel so old. Well, what are we talking about? So, today I'm reading Unscratchable Itch. <laughs> Why? I will tell you when you're done reading it. Okay. There is a spot that you can't scratch right between your shoulder blades, like an egg that just won't hatch. Here you set, and there it stays. Turn and squirm and try to reach it. Twist your neck and bend your back. Hear your elbows creak and crack. Stretch your fingers. Now you bet it's going to reach. No, that won't get it. Hold your breath and stretch and pray. Only just an inch away. Worse than a sunbeam you can't catch is that one spot that you can't scratch. And there's a picture of a guy who is probably in, like, sweatpants or something and slippers. And and he's looking over his shoulder with just a crazed look on his face. 
he is desperately trying to scratch something in the middle of his back with both hands. I will now send you why I laughed out loud when you announced your poem. And this video is only 50 seconds long, so I can cut in the sound. Okay. So, they're in a gym locker room, and one man has put a sticker on another one's back, and he pulled it off, and then there's a super muscly guy, and they put a sticker in the middle of his back, and he really can't reach his arms around very much at all to get you... Wow, he can... He can't really move his arms much. Huh. Oh, wow. Okay. They're even trying to help him do it, but they can't. They can't even move his arms up towards the sticker. <laughs> All right. That's, that's entertaining. So, I chose this poem because there is no spot on my back that I can't touch. Hey. Yeah. There's not any spot on my back that I can't touch. I can scratch any spot on my back. I can too, but only with one arm. I can do it with either. Mm. Well, I mean, between, you know, actually I could touch, I was going to say between my two arms, I can touch everywhere on my back. And then I was like, you know, actually I could touch anywhere on my back with either arm. I think my left arm is slightly less flexible than my right. Well, I have very flexible shoulders to the point that it's a problem. Like, many years ago, I flew over my handlebars on my bike, and I'm pretty sure my shoulder popped out of the joint when on the impact, because it seems like I may have broken the top of my shoulder, like the ball. Pretty. That's a pretty debilitating injury. Yeah, it took a really long time to heal. If it was not a major break, but it was very debilitating, and I'm not even sure I broke it or not, because it didn't show up on the x-ray, but uh, MRI, like months later when it still wasn't healing was like well you might have broken it jesus yeah i also have a lot of flexibility in my hips and that's probably why my hips are always hurting and it's easy to injure my hips (laughs) pretty much all of my joints i injure easily and so there's definitely something wrong with my joints and my dad there was something wrong with his joints too and one of the potential things is something called ehlers-danlos syndrome and here's rust feverishly googling yeah ehlers-danlos syndrome it's a primarily a collagen malformation or or it doesn't you don't really form the right amount of collagen or the right type of collagen i'm not really sure you know mistranscribed proteins and all that hmm there must be like degrees of it or something because your skin isn't notably stretchy yeah i went in at one point to talk to some some doctors about it and they said well your skin's a little stretchy, but it's not super stretchy. Mm. Your scars are a little depressed, but they're not really all that atropic. <laughs> you have hypermobility in your shoulders and hips, but not really anywhere else. We don't really know. It doesn't really seem like Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, but it also doesn't completely not seem like it. Well, it could be a problem, or it might not be. Yeah. I had and some how, like all of health that is. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a problem. I definitely have joints that are injured easily and my hip hurts pretty much all the time. What's the treatment for it? I need to keep up on my physical therapy exercises to keep certain muscles strong. And I had genetic testing done pretty recently to see if there was something that we could find that might be a reason for some of this or you know also I was worried about like everybody in my family dying of cancer and things like that and only one thing popped up 
one copy of limb girdle muscular dystrophy, which is very bad, but having one copy of it shouldn't do anything. Hmm. But could that be causing my issues? And was that what caused my dad's issues? Maybe he had two copies? I don't know. How very interesting. Yeah, I just don't know. What's wrong with me, Russ? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's wrong with my joints, Russ? Oh, I don't know. I once hurt my shoulder wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Is it common among contortionists? Probably. I know of at least one contortionist drag queen who has it. Hmm, interesting. Well, we are going to continue down this line of thought because you will not believe the poem that I have chosen this week. What is it? Now, this poem was brought to you by the random number generator that I have used before. The poem that I landed on was page 138, which is Twistable Turnable Man. He's the twistable, turnable, squeezable, pullable, stretchable, foldable man. He can crawl in your pocket or fit in your locket or screw himself into a 20-volt socket or stretch himself up to the steeple or taller or squeeze himself into a thimble or smaller. Yes, he can. Of course he can. He's the twistable, turnable, squeezable, pullable, stretchable, shrinkable man. And he lives a passable life with his squeezable, lovable, kissable, huggable, pullable, tuggable wife. And they have two twistable kids who bend up the way that they did. And they turn and they stretch just as much as they can for this bendable, foldable, do-what-you're-toldable, easily moldable, buy-what-you're-soldable, washable, mendable, highly dependable, buyable, saleable, always available, bounceable, shakeable, almost unbreakable, twistable, turnable, man. Is there an image? The image is of a twistable, turnable man. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a, looks like a contortionist act. It's a dude all wound up around himself with arms and legs all sticking out every which way. Yeah, you can very much... His butt is very front and center. <laughs> Several butts. Because I had assigned myself that topic, I didn't think about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, but I did think about Marina Mazepa who is an actress and dancer and contortionist. And she came onto my radar first uh, for acting in Malignant, which was not a good horror movie, but she played the monster and got to do all of her running and fighting backwards uh, for story reasons. Yeah, I heard and... you complain about this movie on your other podcast, Hey James, Watch This. Ah, <laughs> look at that plug. Yeah, I gave you a Sm plug. Smooth as broken glass, that was. What? And <laughs> Give me a little more credit, dude. <laughs> and then come to find out she's one of these twistable, turnable, bendable people that can compress herself into terrifying, you know, little spaces and boxes and things. And Lauren has just sent me a message on Discord. Oh! Now, wait a minute. Is this a Shell Silverstein cover you have sent me? I have sent you a Shell Silverstein cover that I just found. Yo-Yo Sham, I suppose. They're from Hong Kong. Da, da, da. 
Okay, this is precious. Isn't it? Isn't it precious? And they're all wearing those orbs where you can run and bounce off of people. And they're running and bouncing off of things. It's pretty cute. Oh, yeah, this is strangely wholesome. Twistable Turnable Man is also a name of a record that's a musical tribute to Shel Silverstein and talked about it before on here. I talked about it when I mentioned the unicorn mm. because on it, Dr. Dog does the unicorn and Andrew Bird does a song called the Twistable Turnable Man Returns. I'm going to check that out. Uh-huh. Right well, while Lauren's looking that up, I'm going to finish talking about uh, Marina Mazepa really quick. She also popped onto my radar because she is from Ukraine. And so I followed her on Instagram, and she's doing quite a lot of activism, as one would expect. She started out learning folk dance at the age of five. When she was in the ninth grade, she joined the <laughs> the Ukraine Circus Academy. <laughs> her parents wanted her to be a lawyer. She did not do that. She continued ballet and any number of other impressive physical pursuits and now does movies where she frequently has to bend herself into cool places. So check her out. She's cool. That biography was stolen from the America's Got Talent wiki because she made an impressive showing on there. So I'm getting the whole story on the music video I just sent you. So when Shel Silverstein performs Twistable Turnable Man, he does a spoken word. Ah. Then Andrew Bird did a song called The Twistable Turnable Man Returns, and that's the one that Yo-Yo Sham is covering. So Yo-Yo Sham is covering Andrew Bird, who is using the lyrics written by Shel Silverstein. Cool beans. What more do we know about Yo-Yo? They're from Hong Kong. That's all I know. <laughs> I, I learned about them via plugging the name of the poem into Google. It's a she. Uh, so, in the music video, there are two people. You are correct. Yo-Yo Sham is a singer, born British Hong Kong, 1984. My age. And because I don't read, believe this is Mandarin, uh, and I don't read this, it is a collaboration. But I cannot tell you with whom. <laughs> in general, people in Hong Kong speak Cantonese. Okay. <laughs> Wait, maybe I'm wrong about that. I believe people in Hong Kong mainly speak Cantonese. It seems like they speak both, but uh, and also English. But uh, Cantonese is, is the dominant language. Shang, oh, I'm not even going to dare try to pronounce that. Google Translate calls it Chinese, so that's not the most helpful thing. <laughs> no, well, for a whole lot of hilarious reasons. <laughs> right. I don't I'm tired all the time now and I don't know if it's COVID or like post-COVID or the heat or whatever but I'm just like tired and grumpy and not feeling super creative (laughs) how are you well I'm feeling pretty creative it's more I don't know almost a sense of inertia Mm -hmm. where during the pandemic I had the opportunity to be, you know, to be sort of creative and start a couple of podcasts. Now they've become a hobby that I rather enjoy. And anytime I think about starting to do a one more thing, it's like, ugh. 
Right. Do I have the Do I have the bandwidth for the one more thing? But I've already said I have to because on this podcast I made a commitment to create something. So mm-hmm. now I'm gonna dang well do it. Mm-hmm. Probably close. Yeah, make clothes. I have been picking up some ridiculous agender fashion that I I'm a fan of. Many things that are too blousey. Blousey. I was I went to uh, I was visiting my in-laws the last week and we went to the Botanic Gardens and it turned out to be super windy that day and I was wearing this formless thing that made it end up looking like two trash bags were attacking me. <laughs> You do seem to be really attracted to formless things. Yes, I have no idea why, but the, the, this is suitably formless, and it does emphasize how skinny my arms are. So, Do you like that? Well, I don't know. I think I just like showing off bits of me that are sightly. So one of the advantages of having shoulders that bend a lot and can I can scratch any part of my back is that it makes it a lot easier for applying sunscreen. But the issue is that I can't get a lot of pressure behind all spots that I'm touching on my back so I can touch them, but I can't scratch them deeply if I really want to get a good scratch. And I certainly <laughs> can't rub in sunscreen even though I can put it there. Well, that's why we have sticks. For the sticks good are for people scratching. who don't have joint problems. <laughs> or who have different joint problems. Do the thing that bears do. Just find a tree and, you know, just... Oh, yeah, I have totally done that. I don't know how strong skin is, and so I just picture looking like Wolverine at the end of Logan when he gets impaled on a tree. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, let's scratch my back. (laughs) That's not a scratch. That's a stab. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Europe. Oh, did you mention it on the pod? No, I have not yet mentioned on the podcast that I'm going to Europe for two weeks. Yay, Europe! I'm going on an old people cruise with my mother and my sister. Let's talk about old people cruises. Uh, what's, the me- what's the median age? I have no idea. I imagine 60. <laughs> yeah, that might not be even be the median. That might be more like the mean. I cannot imagine how shitty it would be to work on an old people cruise and like be yelled at by someone that if you push them down, they would just shatter. Oh. Old people suck, man. Well, I hope they aren't yelling at the staff. <laughs> I do remember once I was traveling with my mother and we were on a boat in Thailand and... This woman, this Russian lady, was yelling at the staff for letting her kids get in the water, in deep water or something. <laughs> and she was, she was just saying all the meanest things. So then I came flying around and I was just started screaming at her. For I screaming, do love for I, yelling at the staff. I do love it when Lauren turns into confrontation mode. <laughs> I hope that the Viking cruise is just like that and you come back with mini tails. Oh, no. (laughs) I kind of want it to be pleasant, though. I was wanting a way to work that into the pod because I I just got back from Toronto and had a lovely time. And that's the end of the story. And I hate it when everything goes great because then you're left with no story to tell. 
I always find something to say. Well, I mean, I could talk. Well, I, I could talk about how fulfilling it was to meet little kids who were learning English and show them that the way to fluency is Kirby. But you know. Uh huh. So there are stories. They just require vulnerability when things. Yeah, go and well. there's no punchline. <laughs> Maybe we just don't like to be vulnerable. Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Half the stories I tell them. Are-